Hello, this is Matt Marone, the worship pastor here at Glenelg Bible Church. You're listening to the Next Level Podcast. Today, we're going to answer listener questions from Sunday, June 12th, 2022. Hi, everyone. I'm Simone Halpin. I'm John Vanderbilt. I'm Kelly Brady. Thanks for tuning in to the Next Level. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. This is our first scorcher. Good morning, friends. Today, I rode my right? bike today. I can't wait. I know. I, <laughs> I told him this morning, I was like, you're going to be hot on the way I home. I love it. You, what time are you going to leave? Because it's going to rain this afternoon. What? Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Makes it more fun. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> How does that strike you when you look at the forecast and you see five days of 90s, oh, like high 90s? Be, it's about time. You go like 10 day, it's going to even, so even not this week, but also next yeah. week, it's going to get really hot. But is that, what does that do to your guys' spirit? Is that like, a, oh gosh, we're like, oh, thank you, finally. Or you don't care. I'm not a huge fan of like 90 plus. Yeah. You know, just like, oof. What's your favorite temperature, John? I, you know, I like <laughs> low to mid 70s. Really? Yeah. Like during, like yesterday was pretty nice for a summer day. Ooh, I mean, like if beautiful. I'm going to do like exercising, I like it colder, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to do the exercise. <laughs> I'm like doing yard work. I like 50, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. My uh-huh. oldest is lifeguarding this summer. So for her yes. sake, um, I'm excited that it could be hot and, you know, she's Where's she the, lifeguarding? at Rice. And yeah. the first couple of times she did it, it was freezing. And I was like, this right. is what you signed up for. Yeah, I've been yeah. like driving by, you know, seeing the pools open for the last week or whatever, mm-hmm. thinking, oh gosh, yeah. not today. Yeah, they not were training today. when it was freezing. Yeah. Was it you that was telling me there's like a lifeguard shortage? Yes. Like, yes. Like some Maddie park- helping save the pools. <laughs> <laughs> some, some park district needed like 90 mm-hmm. lifeguards I think or they, they even couldn't have, open their pools or something. They have reduced hours the last yeah, I heard right. because they're, yeah. Can't get lifeguards. Yeah. And she said repeatedly that she, when she was training that several people drowned on her watch. It's <laughs> 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 probably not funny. Yeah. But they did, she did pass eventually. So nice. yeah, that's good. Hopefully no emergencies this summer. All right, uh, let's get into some questions, yeah? First one up. What if someone is angry with you who is not a believer, or at best a nominal Christian? Why don't we go with not a believer first? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure this happens quite a bit, right? So my gut reaction is, well, regardless of whether or not they're... Per- I, I am having a little trouble understanding the question, but my, my gut is that gentleness and kindness are important to show towards everyone. So uh, if, if there's a non-believer who's angry at you, then... Is the idea that you well, couldn't go through like the reconciliation process because I, I, that's how I'm taking place, it? Or, yeah, so or admittedly, anger is handled differently among non-believers oftentimes. Uh, it's actually even seen as a strength. You know, anger... Like Will Smith in the Oscars. I mean, the, the, there was a national debate about was the anger justified? Was it uh, expressed appropriately? Was it unjustified? Was it, you know? Oh, the Oscars. <laughs> so, you know, I, I will, for sure, I mean, anger uh, among the, you know, non-believers is probably viewed differently. Uh, but we know that it's an, uh, an emotion that we need to be careful with. And so I would still go to that person, try to make amends, try to reconcile, make yourself available, but recognizing that they may not feel the same urgency to restore the relationship, it's still an opportunity to demonstrate the gospel, to show love. And um, so I think that's a great, a great opportunity. So when you're, and you're talking about um, reconciliation with anger, that, w- that was or was not in, in um, 
in the structure of the church. You know what I mean? Because like we have, like we have recourse that we can take. We can go to elders. We can you know don't take communion if you're you know right um, if you're have a right. So like a lot of what was talked about yesterday seemed like it was in the yeah. context of yes. church and how do we do that? Yeah. Well, I think that's that's what I got to, I took from this yeah. question. Like, okay, so what if someone's not? I mean. I would think it's good just to reconcile anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Jesus sends out the 12 on a short-term mission trip in Matthew chapter 10. He says, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. How do you like that for mm. a, a vision? <laughs> Motivational you know? speech. Right, right. So what if we started a new ministry at the church titled Sheep Among Wolves? <laughs> he says, uh, be shrew- as shrewd as snakes or be as wise as serpents, as innocent as doves. And so there is a, we're to be aware of how we're perceived, uh, but gentle and kind. And I, I kind of take that as the proposed posture. Um, when, we're, when we have uh, non-believers angry at us and that we're to be wise in our dealings, but innocent, gentle, kind, uh, and realize that uh, we have a different set of values, worldview, and, mm. but still do our best to demonstrate the gospel. I think about how you can't control when someone's angry at you a lot of times. It's really, you can control your actions and anything that you did to, you know, hurt that person's feelings or wherever they're mad at you. But there comes a point, whether it's a believer or non-believer, that you you realize you are are unable to... um, help what they do with that anger that they have toward you, mm-hmm. which is a frustrating feeling. Like, we, I don't like when someone's mad at me. It, I want to, like, I pester if it's, especially if it's like Anthony or one of my kids. What do I do? Why, why are you mad at me? What did, you know, I just... Let's fix this. I, I want to fix it so bad. <laughs> that usually helps. Yeah, yeah. it does. <laughs> yeah, especially since Anthony is not one with words. <laughs> I always, he like goes into his turtle shell and I'm like knocking on the shell. Come out, come out. <laughs> do not leave him alone. But I don't like someone being mad at me, but it's been a hard lesson to learn that whether it's a believer or not believer, you get to a point where you can, you have to, can, you have to take care of your own heart and your own sin. And if it means going to that person and asking for forgiveness or accepting that you can't change how they're feeling about you. And that's a hard place to get to. And uh, it, but it also takes some maturity to realize that you can only handle your emotions and your actions toward that situation. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm like you. I like to deal with things quickly, head on, and if someone won't engage with me um, on an outstanding uh, tension or stress point, then I'll, it's hard to, for me to remain open to it. it. And I have to be very intentional, like, well, if they come in a month or two, then I'll still, I need to be open mm-hmm. to addressing it with them then. I like to keep real short accounts, let's go mm-hmm. at it, let's get it cleaned up and move mm-hmm. on. But not everybody has that same urgency mm-hmm. and they everybody processes at a different speed. For me, it's a processing issue. Yeah. Like if it's gone on a month or two, that's too, that's too why, long. Why don't you talk about you and I in conflict? <laughs> like, totally, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about this. I'm mad. I'm mad at you. <laughs> this is a real conversation between Matt and I. <laughs> I love it. Like year one, like week that's two or three. That's awesome. You pointed your <laughs> finger. Who pointed the finger at who? Everybody's oh, pointing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's pointing. I'm sitting there in the back of my mind thinking. I'm mad. Okay. I'm thinking in the back of my mind during this conversation, is he working? Working through a, a step process. Okay. Like, okay. You, is he? Is he nuts? Okay. He's named the emotion. Uh-huh. He's named the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think if it goes a month or two, then that that person it's way too long. Like you can't. Like that's just too long. But 
in the moment, like for people like me, I don't, I have to process. And when I'm emotional and angry, I don't think very well and I can't formulate my thoughts very well. So I have to marinate a little Mm -hmm. bit before I can have a back and forth. Otherwise I'm going to get slayed Mm -hmm. in the debate or the, if there's a, if, if there's a, Hey, I know you're mad, but you don't like to verbally spar. Oh, I do, but not until I've had time to think about it. I can't verbally spar right in the moment. So, like, I'm married to a woman who should have been a lawyer, <laughs> and um, and her whole family's that way. Like, you know, they just they, and they grew up dealing with conflict in the moment. Right. Um, and and I grew up, you know, I mean, we just swept everything under the rug, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> this so, is a match made in heaven. Oh, no, totally, totally. But no, it's been good because I've learned how to have conflict mm-hmm. and have, and now I've learned how to keep a level head and not get emotional and whatever. But I still need time before. If there's going to be a, a back and forth, a debate, an mm-hmm. argument, I still need time to process through my thoughts mm-hmm. and try to anticipate what's going to come at me. And then, like, yeah, in the moment, I'm not, I'm not that great. Yeah. That's so, years so then of I'll work. get more emotional about it. Mm-hmm. You know, good for you guys. Yep, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry and I had to learn how to fight fair. That's what I call it, fighting fair. So, in a in a marriage. Uh, when there's anger, we can fight fair or unfair. Fighting needs to happen in the best sense of the word. So we know we're fighting fair when it's not a win-lose economy. If someone has to win and someone has to be the loser, then the marriage isn't gonna, in it, it, the marriage isn't gonna advance in a healthy fashion. So, but if we can fight, that is, i.e. process, debate, uh, resolve, whatever is causing us anger, without the whiz, win-lose perspective, then the marriage is gonna be strengthened. It's the same in the church, it's the same in the family. Uh, fighting, disagreement, processing, dialogue, debate need to happen uh, because we've got a bunch of imperfect people together. Um, but we need to do that without the notion that someone's coming out of this the loser mm-hmm. and someone's coming out of this the winner. And, and giving you know the, the Matt Marones of the world the space to collect yep. thoughts, process, decompress, and then engage is, and is then ideal. En- and then engage is the key. To the Matt Marones right. of the world, you can't not engage. Right. Never come back after at it. you. It's not no, fair. no, because then you just bury it. And then one day someone says something Kaboom. and it just goes... <laughs> Boom, you know, which for, for the first like six, seven years of marriage, I, I preferred that. I'm like, if, if I engage with you every time, we're going to fight every day. I don't want to fight every day. I'd rather blow up every year, year and a half. You know, like, I would just rather do that. I don't want to fight every day. Oh, it's funny. It's, I, no, go ahead. No. I want to hear what you have well, to say. Well, you know, it's probably not my finest moment, but I am... Um, <laughs> More I, swearing? <laughs> I met my match, and so Anthony and I are similar to you and Jennifer, but I'm, you, I'm Jennifer, and um, I can verbally... Spar. You, know, you yeah. like to spar. Yeah, I mean, I just like to communicate. That's, yeah. how I like to, that's what I like to call it, you know? Um, but I met my match and my daughter, and so... Um, but she's, she's better at it. Yeah, oh, yeah, nice. and so I, she has humbled me in terms of uh, she escalates when she's angry, and I, I like would like to think that I've worked on this in my adult life, and so I'm not quite. But she can she can rattle me, and I have felt what Anthony has felt from me with her, and I have gone to him more than once. I'm like, is this how I've made you feel? <laughs> this is an awful feeling. I'm so sorry. Oftentimes, and with her, this just happened last week. We got. I, inter- I interjected, heaven forbid, as a mom in 
my two, my older two, fighting. And I didn't like the way she was talking to my younger son. And so I said to her, you know, you don't have to yell at him. Well, the fact that I got involved was so irritating to her and it escalated. And so now she's yelling at me and I'm thinking, what did I do? This girl's crazy. (laughs) Um, And so then I, anyway, it, it went on. And eventually she just went to bed and I knew, and this is what I've learned in terms of anger and, and how to handle when people are mad at you. She, I, now she's mad at me and I hate when people are mad at me. I actually didn't feel like I did anything wrong. But I have learned that if I apologize first, and this has been a parenting tip that someone has given me too, that your kids won't remember necessarily what you fought about, but they will remember that you apologized. And it takes so much in me to go, especially to her, and apologize. And I this is what I did the next morning. She's still sleeping and she's barely awake. And I like get on my knees. She's laying. We were at camp when this happened. And I'm on my knees and I was like, I'm really sorry. I got involved last night. And they're like, right out of the room. <laughs> that was like the only way I could apologize that it felt authentic, but I didn't want her to talk back because <laughs> I didn't want it to go on. Anyway, and she woke up and it is as if she had forgotten it happened. So, and she was mad. So anyway, this is a hard, hard topic, whether it's parenting or... It's it's interesting. Marriage. It's interesting too. Anger is interesting to me because a lot of people s- define when they are angry different than how. Like every, I feel like everybody has an individual like meter mm-hmm. when I move from whether it's about a situation, about myself, about another person. So we we aren't always playing and talking at when we have anger between people the same. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you'll say like, man, you're really mad, mad, or you're really angry. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not angry or, you know, <laughs> don't tell me what I am. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just frustrated or I'm hurt or I'm confused or I'm sad or whatever. And, you know, people have like a different, yeah. a different meter. And sometimes we use that like one way you can kind of like cut down somebody is to be like, wow, mm. you're mad. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's like, shame them for their anger. I'm not mad. You're yelling at me. Yeah. Oh my word. You know, it's like this weird kind of mm-hmm. like manipulative mm-hmm. and everybody's a little different and whether it's appropriate or inappropriate and like, you know, it's, it's just a weird yeah. It's a weird emotion, and then and then you throw temper into the whole thing. Like people yeah. are, some people are just they go from happy to rage, you know, rage because yeah. they're just a hot tempered person, or they have a short fuse. And then yeah. other people who are just, I'm always mad. I'm just <laughs> mad all the time. <laughs> I mean, we I have, have those no, days. I have no other emotion but mad. It's just right under the surface uh. all the time, and it probably will never come out. And you're like, wow, how do you? <laughs> How yeah. is this happening? You know? I try to apologize at the end of the day if I'm in that mood. Every yeah. like every now and then, you know, I don't know if it's just a guy thing or what, but just mad, I'm just whatever. Just you know, <laughs> kind of going through, just like me, 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 me. And a lot you of people know? don't just, get mad at individual people. Yeah, they get right. mad at just life situation. Yes. Yes. you know, the person in front of them that's driving too slow. You know, and they're just out craziness, yeah. mad at the person. You know, and like. I do try it's to apologize, especially to the family at the end of the day, like right before we pray or whatever. Like if I've, if I know I've been hey particularly guys, irritable been that day, day. <laughs> I'm just no, like, man, I don't want to be that. I'm sorry. I, I was just really irritable. I, the word irritable works well for us. 
Mm. Like that's a that's a, a word that yeah. like, hey, you seem really irritable today. Well, your irritability could go in a couple of different directions, I think is what you're saying, right? Like yes. you could go, you're irritable, you're just not feeling great and, or whatever. So you could go angry, you could go depressed, totally. you could go sad, yep. you could, you know, there's all yep. these different ways you can go. Yeah. But it's not like an igniting word of like, no, I'm not, blah, blah, you know, right. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I guess I am being irritable. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just... We, covered we, had some, we had some things to say. <laughs> We're not familiar with this subject at all. Hey guys, Summer Nights is back. We want to draw your attention to it. We're excited to share the return of a GEBC favorite event. It's Wednesdays in July, July 6th, 13th, and the 27th. It starts at 6.15 p.m. All are welcome to come together that night, those nights, to share a meal, hear stories from people in our church, receive encouragement and prayer, and strengthen the faith community. Our theme this summer for Summer Nights is comes from Hebrews chapter 10, and it's in the light of Jesus, let us grow together. And so that's the goal. There'll be a lot of fun uh, filled activities for kids, programming up through fifth grade. And so there's dinner, bring your whole family, family. you can register today for either the first night, the second night, or all three nights, go to gebible.org slash summer nights, gebible.org slash summer nights. Um, okay, here, here's a different, different question. What if a person is holding an invalid thing against you, which you have already tried to reconcile? Can you take, can you still take communion in those circumstances? Yeah, it's interesting. The Apostle Paul seems to recognize that there will be some situations in which reconciliation doesn't happen quickly, perhaps at all. And he writes in Romans 12, um, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. In fact, I had somebody come up after first service and say, hey, and I'm actually aware of what's going on in in this situation. He says, do you think the ball's in my court? What if we don't get this resolved? And I just quoted to him, Romans 12, uh, 18, just said, I think you've done what you can do right now. I think you've done all that you can do. You've done what depends upon you, what's in your purview, and you want to live at peace, let's let it simmer and come back to it. Coming back to it is a, is a, I think that's an important element of Christian community. Um, because, um, we all process at different speeds. And, um, so it's, I think it's important for us to be ready to readdress issues, uh, when or if, someone brings them up. And so I just encourage this guy to live at peace, be at ease, and maybe he can swing back around to the, the, the issue yeah. in a future date. What throws me about the question is the word invalid. I'd like to just modify it and say valid. What if a Christian brother or sister has something, you know, you've got issue, and yeah, you've talked to them. Yeah, whether it's valid or invalid. But now, let's say it's totally valid and that you guys are going at it and, and you've you, harmed you that don't, person. Right, and, and they don't, they're just not in a place where they want to continue talking about it and yeah. they're still clearly emotional about it. And then you're like, uh, I, I want to talk about it, but, but at, whenever you're ready. Yeah. So in that state, could that person, either person, receive communion in good yeah. faith? Yeah, I don't think, well, I don't know. Let's start with the person. Let's so. A person offends another, so there's an offender, and the offender goes to the offended and and says, I'm sorry, let's work on this, and the offended person says, I'm not yet ready, I need space. Well, I think the offender is doing his best to live at peace, 
uh, I think he can go on and take communion. Does that make sense yeah. with you guys? I, as far as the offended, we need to be careful there because if the offended is refusing to dialogue, it may be a safety issue. They may not feel safe. Or there's lots of different reasons. Lots of sure. reasons. So some of them good and some of them correct. It could be inappropriate. He or she's harboring bitterness, right. and yeah, they shouldn't. They need to be very careful to take communion if they're if they're in a season of unforgiveness where they're not going. Right. The whole context of Romans 12 is this live in love notion to be loving. Let me read some other verses here, the context of living at peace. So I'm going to start in verse 17. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Well, if the offended is, is thinking, I may want to get back at the offender. Right. Well, we're in a bad spot. That's not good for the offended. So don't repay anyone evil for evil, but be careful to do what's right in the eyes of everyone. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it's written, it's mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And so the, the posture there is we're, go, we're gonna reconcile, we're gonna restore, I'm, we're gonna forgive each other, and we're gonna let God mediate between us. We're going to entrust those who've offended us, who's hurt, who've hurt us, to God's good judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the offended's unwilling to do that, if they're actually harboring or thinking about retaliation, then, then he or she may not uh, be in a good state yeah. to take and communion. I, I mean, I think we've all probably seen, experienced this, but there's some situations, I mean, you just, you do everything you can and you just, you have to let it go. Yeah. You, you can't just keep, I love your analogy of just knocking on the turtle shell like, hey, 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 Now some, it's your husband, mm-hmm. so you can't just let it go, you know. But there's other situations, you know, I, I think we've all probably experienced it. Sometimes people are just, are just going to be angry with you and not want to interact with you or whatever. And as frustrating as that can be, you have to just like, you know, as, as far as is possible, and it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So if you yep. can live at peace with that person and they're refusing to live at peace with you, I hate the phrase, but that's on them, right? Mm. Like, you, we can't... Um, <laughs> I don't care. I do what I want. <laughs> we can't just keep, you know... And I've, I've, I've learned, you know, some people are just mad at who you are because of a position you hold or the, the place you're in yeah. or whatever. I mean, or some people I mean, are mad because they remind you of someone that they're mad at. Right. I've had conversations <laughs> with my kids where I'm saying, you're not mad at me, you're mad at a dad. You're mad at just the position of dad <laughs> I've got that in badge. your life. That's I'm a good one. I'm, I'm just, yeah. It's because I'm dad mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, you can't do this or you have to fix that or you can't, you know, we got to do something over here or whatever. That's an interesting distinction. It's I've never just, thought of that. You, I, you, I love you. You love me. And you can be really mad at me right now because I'm an authority person in your life and you don't like the authority in your life right now. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> like, I dad hard. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I mean, it's true with lots of, you know, I think well, of pastoral the, ministries that way. Yeah. When I think of the, the rage that we see on a variety of different topics aimed at different people, public figures, yeah. you know, and, and, and it's, it's some of it is about the person yeah. clearly. And yeah. sometimes there's some anger that's justified clearly, but other times it's, it's, it's simply the, the position mm-hmm. that whole, you know, so 
All right, let's talk about anger and exploring our anger. Can you say more about what it means to, quote, explore our anger? That seems like it could lead to trouble. It almost seems like it could grow if we explore it. I'll be honest, I don't usually give much credence to my anger. So, anger is a secondary emotion. In fact, I had somebody email me after uh, Sunday saying that was so helpful to realize anger's not primary. And Jennifer, sorry, I'm going to interject. Yeah. Jennifer was so happy that you said that. Yeah. Like for the first 10 minutes of your sermon, she was like, it's a secondary emotion. Because <laughs> <laughs> her mom always said that. Yeah. I can't stand it. Like, it, I know it's true, but like, I'm like, no. No, there is no sad. I'm straight anger. Straight anger right now. I'm not afraid. No. I'm not I'm disappointed. Not, I'm not discouraged. I'm not hurt. I'm just mad. Dudes go to mad. There's nothing in between. Like Anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's a secondary emotion. And so to explore it means trying to figure out what was is the primary emotion. And some of us have primary emotions that uh, we go to often and that are significant for us, like fear. Um, there are some personality types that uh, fear is their primary emotion, and, and you may have an overflow of anger just because you feel a lot of fear in life. Uh, so fear, disappointment, discouragement, loss, pain, suffering, all can fuel anger. And so to explore anger, I'm just saying figure out what is, what's primary, what's causing it. And again, we need to explore that prayerfully. We're we're asking God to help us with that. Uh, Reading through the Psalms has been a huge growth curve for me in recognizing emotion, um, its valid place in our person, and and even processing emotion. I don't think um, culturally we give a lot of uh, credence to the the value of emotion. Um, We kind of stuff it. We're fairly logical culture. The suburban culture is a fairly logical. We want if-then statements. We want linear um, uh, descriptions of of how we're to behave and how we succeed. And so emotions are messy and cumbersome. So reading the Psalms has helped me a lot um, get in touch with uh, and understand better uh, what I'm feeling and that the, feeling, the feelings are meant to be a gift from God to help us. Do you think it's important to, uh, that everyone has some, uh, expresses anger? Yes. Yeah, never, like, to never express anger you're miss- that's what drew the laugh second service if, if you never express anger you're missing out <laughs> and there were some giggles and, and I know it was a kind of a weird way to say it but yeah there's a full range of emotion like if we don't have any anger over Uvalde Texas and what unfolded there if we don't have any anger at some of the crimes committed in our culture if we don't have any anger over some of what's going on in our culture and how culture is changing then we've got to ask why don't we Mm-hmm. Do you do you think it's um, the expression of that anger is what's is what you're what's important what we what we need to work on because there's expressions of things that we should be really angry about that are totally you've you've moved into sin or you've yeah. moved into uh, unhel- at a minimum unhelpful yeah worst case scenario you're now sinning against others yeah. or, or, you know what I mean. 
I don't know. Is there a limiting factor? <clears throat> when it, I think that's the biggest question. I, I, maybe we're going to get to that in a little bit. But when does anger move from helpful to hurtful, to, to hurtful, helpful to unhelpful, helpful to dangerous, helpful mm-hmm. to, you know, wounding others? And, you know, I think of some of the rage in the, in the wake of the, the shooting in, in, in Texas, and I think we've all seen and experienced helpful anger that's come out of that, and then unhelpful anger that's come out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. In the the uh, public national experiences, yeah, that's probably not really a fair thing right. To talk Those are about, difficult. Right? Yeah. So let's talk about. I am. I do think that the sinning in our anger can run a broad spectrum of both subtle and and overt. So there are, it's not uncommon to work with people as a pastor who have repressed their anger for decades <laughs> and denied it's there and it's, it's eaten a hole in their soul and they're, they're baffled that they have all these addictions. Yeah, right. They've just tried to medicate it. Away yeah, they, yeah. And then there are those that, you know, they, they've raged. And so it can, it can run a spectrum of... Yeah, I think, I think um, maybe this is a helpful conversation <laughs> on a podcast. Maybe it is. <laughs> maybe others are wondering the same things. I think the thing that I wrestle with, and I think many people wrestle with, is what's appropriate to be angry at and then what's the appropriate way to express that anger yep. living in a trying to live in a as christians in a community and trying to do right by others and not sin in our anger and do all those sorts of things because some people say yeah we, you know the examples we gave on a national scale they seem to really just be obvious like we should be angry about a shooting but if you know my my child um doesn't park the car in the driveway at night like I asked him to, mm-hmm. and instead they park on the street. Now we have a $30 parking ticket. Is that valid? Or they steal money out of my wallet. Mm-hmm. Or they, you know, whatever the situation is. Does that, what's the appropriate, is it okay? And should I be angry? Mm-hmm. And then how do I express that anger? So when I wake up at six and I look out in the front and I see the car in the street with the, with the ticket on it, and I'm like, come on <laughs> I told you to park in like wh- so what do I do in that moment mm-hmm. and those happen if you have a, if you live in a family <laughs> those happen all, all day long yeah yep. and I, you could be if you have five teenagers wait you do have yeah right <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly angry <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's a moment there of I could get angry and maybe anger would help or I could be really compassionate and say, man, you must have had a rough night. You must have been distracted. You knew what I told mm-hmm. you. What's going on? There, you know, there's opportunities yeah. all over the place. And so, because I think a lot of folks' default move is, I'm offended. They didn't do what I told them, or it didn't go the way it should have. Mm-hmm. And I just go to anger immediately. Yeah. And, then, and then we get into the mess of, okay, well, maybe it was okay to be angry, but the way that you expressed it the things mm-hmm. that you said, you know, I could wake the kid up at 7 a.m. and be like, you idiot, Na-na-na-na-na-na-na, which I would never do, of course, but... But it happens. It, it happens, it, yeah. Let's be honest. You're right, yes. and, 
And sometimes in the moment it feels good to do that. Sure. Which is not good. Right. Right. Like it, it you're, you're angry for just to be angry. Right. Like I, I feel like, and, um, and there's kids, you know, I've had my kids interact with people outside of our home, like, and they'll come back and talk about something that happened with the coach or something like that. And it's like, well, you coaches, you, they're excellent examples you finally, of anger management. You finally spent some time with a mean person. <laughs> That's what I say to my kids. You, you You've know, never met a mean person. Yeah, there, there are mean, angry people. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are, yeah. there are angry people and you've experienced anger in our home from each other and from your parents, but we haven't been mean to you. Yeah, you know, intentionally tried to just, you know, yeah. So. Kids sports is a perfect example. <laughs> I, I, just two nights ago, we were at uh, a baseball game, and I, I don't give a rip about the baseball. We're just, we're just there, you know, watching some kids play, and and like, you know, first ball comes in, boom, strike. And in my mind, I'm like, are you kidding? That's not a strike. What are you blind? Yeah. Like, oh, that was way outside and low. The kid's like, what? Okay, you know, the next ball comes in. Oh, my gosh, this guy's right. terrible. Like, two ball, two pitches thrown, and I'm like, this ump is terrible. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Well, and then you watch, you know, some YouTube clips, and you watch dads like you right. that just lose it, or moms like you, you know, moms that lose it, and it's... I think you're um, actually hitting something that's really important to talk about when yeah. you say... There's a parking ticket. I told him not to park or her on the street. Yeah. And it's only him's in my well, house. Well, so I know who drives in your family. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you don't know what, I know you're not asking literally what to do in yeah. that moment, but as an example, um, I think this is kind of the, the, um, the question or the tension about anger in general because you see the ticket and you were clear park in the driveway. Um, and in the moment, you aren't deciding how should I feel. You're feeling and that's what emotion does. Like it doesn't give you permission or it doesn't ask you what do you want to do in this moment. You, right. you feel it automatically but naming it and uh, to the question, exploring it and asking yourself, why am I upset? Is it because they didn't listen to me? Is it because I don't want to pay the $30 or is it because I feel undermined? Like you have to, you know, this is a, a simple example, right? But if we can learn to do that in the small examples, be uh, self-aware of what caused you or what is causing you to feel that anger in that moment and then di- like process and pray and think about the what would be a productive way to handle this. So you want to be a good parent right. and teach your kids right. this is actually real this is a real $30 ticket you have to yeah. actually have to pay this ticket and if you don't pay it, it it gets bigger and if you're in the city it's higher like there's yeah. there's a lot to learn in that situation. Right. But are you questioning your authority? Are you feeling frustrated that they what you might like think they blatantly disobeyed me. Like you have to explore in that moment, why am I feeling this way? And so it's not so much is the anger wrong. It is what, what is to your whole point, Kelly, as a secondary emotion, what is causing it? And if we can learn to do that in the small situations, like a parking ticket or whatever else it is, when the big stuff happens, because it will, we have already trained our minds in a sense to, to process the emotion, to, I, I love that the person is asking this question because I feel like it's probably it's huge. It's this majority is, of people. Yeah, oh, it's totally. easier just to gloss over it, right. and um, and the majority of people I think are asking where where are the lines? Yeah, and how, when do I cross them? Right. Yeah. And, and we all know too. Like if we think about our kids, like some of our kids, you just have to, um, or or our spouse, or people close to us that you don't like you can give a look and they know you're disappointed angry this mm-hmm. is not a good situation mm-hmm. others it's like 
you're like, are you listening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to me? <laughs> like, you well, have to express they, some emotion to get their attention. Exactly. Right? And, and, and they won't come out of their shell mm-hmm. unless they know that, that you're really emotional right now and this is a really a big deal. And yeah. everybody, you know. Can I get, go ahead. You have well, to I was know. just going to say, I would venture to say that Sorry, most people, no, 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 no. <laughs> most people are not proud of the way they handle anger. I, I think that's probably an easy general statement to make that we're, we haven't, we don't, ma- we haven't mastered this. The anger totally. itself is not a bad emotion. It, it, it can lead to so many insightful understandings about yourself and about the person you're angry with or the issue you're mad at or whatever the name, the topic it gives you, it empowers you to actually understand yourself and the way you're processing life around you, especially oh, yeah. when it's the most important people in your life. So we just haven't as a cultural, I, th- I just thought your message was so important, especially when you tied it to the, you know, the commandment to what, how Jesus talked about it and how this is so relevant. We actually don't do well with anger, mm-hmm. but we're missing an opportunity to be really self-aware of what it is that's taking us off. Yeah. And then to explore that allows you to be present and I don't mean to be so preachy right now, but no, I'm just saying the more you're present and in the moment, the more you experience God. Yeah. So it's, I don't mean to make this huge stretch out of it, but I'm, it, you know, we joke about all the things that we do wrong in our anger because we're really good at not handling anger well. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's, there's some, somewhat of a pass too. Yeah. Like, oh, I was mad, man, man, I said all those things, you know, I was angry mm-hmm. and I didn't mean it. I didn't mm-hmm. mean it. And mm-hmm. then, I, I say to, sometimes to my, I'd say anger is a performance-hansing drug, guys. Because yeah. you play basketball a heck of a lot better when you're it's mad, true. dude. You do. It's, Final, it's the last dance. Did you guys watch that? Yeah. Michael yeah. Jordan would try to just find one thing. Yeah. And oh, it would to be, be mad like about. embarrassingly Motivated. little. Yeah. And he would be like, that's the thing. I'm mad about that thing. You know, you, yeah. you tied your shoes, you tied your shoes wrong. Yeah. I'm mad at how you tied your shoes. And it's true. I mean, not if exactly you're, the healthiest. If, if you're, no, yeah, it's if, not a health. That's the point. You, yeah. And I mean, it, Simone, in, in your line of work, like, do you, I would imagine you have a lot of anger for sure in a and, lot of situations, right? Like, and when it's not dealt with in a biblical and healthy manner, it it hurts you. You're the person who suffers by you your alive, anger. Right? Yeah. yeah, not being able to process it and appropriately disperse it. I told you guys a story before we started about how I was mad at somebody in my family and I had a conversation and I unleashed. I was so mad. <laughs> and it felt so good to unleash not at that person, at, at somebody else, and processing it. And when I was done, I was like, oh, I feel so much better. And I didn't sin against the person because I wasn't yelling at them in their face. It's just, it's a, it's a strong emotion that must be dealt with. And it, 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 it has such a negative connotation because we do so, we can do so poorly with it. Yep. But it's yep. also very empowering when we handle it well because it, it identifies so much deeper, so let many me, deeper things going on. Let me yeah. give some rules. I just jotted some things down here. Uh, that might help, all right? So let's take the $30 parking ticket because this is a reality in my home. All right, so... Good to know that we're together. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, it's usually me that leaves the car. Really? I'm stunned. And if if you've lived in this... And if you've lived Simone in the city, just held up a parking ticket. <laughs> I'm paying it today. By the way. <laughs> and if you've lived in the city right now, in your mind, you're going, "It's only thirty bucks." I know. Oh, yeah. Sweet. So we we parked 
we have the car shuffle constantly yep. in the driveway, yep. in the garage, and the everything. So we, we we had this consistent streak where a car would get left out because somebody would pull it out so somebody else can leave, and then it, it, it gets dark, back. and yep. you can't see the car, and we all go to bed, and we wake up, and we're like, no. So we, we it was like three or four you know, over a course of a short period of time. And kids would play basketball in the driveway at night, and yep. they'd move cars, move car. and then... Yep. So Carrie wrote a letter. <laughs> I love it. Can I we have a squeak. little bit of grace? We're so sorry. <laughs> Our kids are playing basketball. We've had this is like the fifth one or fourth one or something like that. And they wave the ticket. Nice. And I'm telling you, there's been multiple times where we have left a car out on the street since that time, and we've got no tickets. Mm. We have not had a ticket since. Oh my goodness. Since that time. It's we're in a small town and it's this, there's a yeah. police officer in our neighborhood yeah, works, so there's okay. yeah he gets it now but it was so just some general rule the rules of thumb about how to express and I just jotted these down off the top of my head so I hope they help uh, Simone made me think of the first one when you're gonna go to someone with your anger make sure to express the root so it's not enough to say I'm angry it you should get to the primary I'm angry because I'm afraid that we're running out of money. I can't pay <laughs> any more parking tickets. I can't pay any more parking tickets. Or I'm afraid. No, I'm angry yeah. because I'm afraid you don't care. Yeah, you don't get to behave. It. Right. You're gonna. If we don't deal with this now, yeah, it's so, gonna go on and on and so on. So the primary emotion for me in parenting was often fear. Mm. Yeah. And so I need to let them know. And then my son would often say, "Oh, well, Dad, that's not where I'm at at all." Yeah. And there'd be relationship. Yeah. So express the root of why you're angry that invites relationship. Hopefully. That's good. Find word. the root before you yes. try to have that conversation. This is true. Yeah. So number two, verbalize without demeaning. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, I think it's fine. You know, Matt and I joke about one of the first times we were getting to know each other, and I went to him and said, I'm Kelly angry. Cla- Kelly classified as getting to know each other. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. We were doing relational <laughs> work. <laughs> I didn't mean it to demean him. So I'm just saying, I'm angry at you for this. So it, the verbalization of anger is helpful. We know it's out of bounds when the other person comes away feeling like poop. Yeah. We don't want to demean people. We don't want to, that's why I said in both services, I think that sometimes we need referees. We need, because, mm-hmm. and I, I've done a lot of that work. We need people to sit with us and help us, ooh, that was harsh. You know, that's a referee's role to say, yeah, reword that, be, uh, oh, and stay calm. So verbalize without demeaning. Number, number three, engage without alienating. That's the goal, not to cause any further damage or, um, there should be, <laughs> in the work of anger and expressing it, there should be a start and a stop. In other words, it should have a beginning and an end. Uh, like I've, eight, nine hours. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes, and let's be honest, uh, there is anger work, there's anger, there's anger expressed, and then there's this open wound. The, the other yeah. person withdraws, never comes back around to it, now we're left. And, so wise. Yeah. Uh, there should rarely be any physical contact. And what I mean by that is, there are instances when uh, it's appropriate... Um, physically stop someone yes yeah yeah and so i just i don't i was like where are they teaching you in west texas it's just very (laughs) rare so i had a person tell me hey we're in it we're going we're (laughs) we're headed into a meeting 
the minute someone stands up, the meeting's over. Mm. Yeah. Because no one throws a punch while seated. So the minute someone stands up, welcome meeting, to pastoral ministry. <laughs> oh my word! <laughs> they teach you this in seminary, right? So the I say, and I've I've started meetings by saying, everybody will remain seated. If anybody stands, we're done for the day, and we'll we'll regroup at another time. Hmm. But it's just it's not good. The minute someone stands up, you know that things are out of control, and so maybe those help, John. That's say, super helpful. Yeah, I think that's wise. the nitty gritty stuff that. We talk about, you know, where the lines, what should I be mad at? And when I do get mad, how do I process mm-hmm. it, handle it, all that, all that kind of stuff. All right. Can I add that it doesn't usually help when you tell someone to stay calm? <laughs> there are other... <laughs> or or calm down. Or yeah. stop, yeah. Yeah. stop raising your voice. But stop. It's a, it's a stop yelling. <laughs> Would you stop yelling at me? You're like, wait a second. Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> if there's, a, there's a lot of good things that you can say instead of stay calm, like, or even establish some ground rules before you even enter into yeah. the conversation. Like, what are you going to do when you start to feel your heartbeat yeah. raising and, you know, squishy balls or yeah, toes? Yeah, no, can, these are real you, things. You can actually call for a timeout. I've, say, I've said, hey, the meeting's over if anybody yeah. stands up, so we all need to stay seated. If at some point you need a, you need a break, just say, yeah. I need a break. Yeah. And we'll all take a yeah. break. It's good. This is hard work. This is good. Yeah. Hey, GEBC family, as summer approaches, and it's going to be 90 this week, we're excited about that. As summer approaches, volunteers are needed in two particular uh, departments here at the church, children's ministry and the care center both need volunteers. The reason is because people like to take vacations. That's what summer's about. So if you have extra time and a desire to serve, contact children's ministry and or the care center staff and uh, and offer to help out. We would love to plug you in so that you could use your gifts. All right. Uh, what next one? What does it mean to be in danger of the fire of hell? For that matter, what does it mean to be out of danger of the fire of hell? Thanks. Yeah, to be out of danger is to be trusting in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be out of danger of the fire of hell. So in, in Matthew 5, Jesus is talking about ang- anger. And he says, if, if, um, if any of you says, you fool. And he's, he's talking about expressing anger towards somebody, demeaning them, attacking them. So you fool in the 21st century culture doesn't have the same connotation it did in the first century. But it was, a, it was an aggressive demeaning of somebody else. He says, if you say that, you'll be in danger of the fire of hell. And he's saying, be warned. Anger is dangerous. It, it can lead us into a, an, an ungodly lifestyle that brings God's judgment upon us. So here's how I'd put it. If we hold on to our anger, refusing to trust God's judgment of others, those who've hurt us, then it's hard to hold on to Christ. If you're holding on to anger, Hmm. it's hard to hold on to Christ is the way I'd say. You've put yourself, so to trust in Christ is to trust his justice in the world. And I think, Simone, of all the the women you work with in the offenses they have experienced, Mm -hmm. many of them abused, uh, to come to Christ is to trust Christ's justice working, um, his process, and, and that he'll, he'll deal with the people mm-hmm. uh, that have hurt them. But we're all doing that on micro levels when we're forgiving people. And so to, to hold on to your anger 
is it makes it very hard uh, to trust in Jesus yeah. is how I'd say it. Yeah, I think, it, I think, I think you're right on. I think of um, clearly there's, you know, the fact that it's you shall not murder mm. in the Ten Commandments and then Christ goes back to it to, to say, well, you've heard it said that this is what it actually can look like in our lives. I think it's a little bit of um, what we, if we're constantly m- murdering people in our hearts. Mm. Hating them. Through ang- it, yeah. it, 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 um, it says something about what we think of ourselves. And the condition of our, our hearts. The condition yeah. of our heart and yeah. what we think of, of Christ. Mm-hmm. If, we're, if we're looking at people and just murdering them with yeah. anger, it, we've elevated ourselves in a place that we don't belong. Yeah. <laughs> we've put somebody else in a place below us and said that they are completely worthless. Yeah, they're bankrupt. Yeah. And, and what does that say about our relationship with Christ. It's just, there's a danger there mm-hmm. of who we think we are in relation to, to Christ and who we think Christ is and then who, who we think other people are. I, so I know I'm not saying that every time you, you're angry and you mur- murder somebody in your heart, you're going to go to hell. But no. there's a, there's no. a, uh, I think what you're talking about is the um, sort of the continued, if that's yeah. your, the continued state of your life, your, your soul may be in jeopardy. Yes. Right. Yep. I think that's what he's getting at. Mm -hmm. He's basically saying, "Don't toy with anger." Don't toy with anger because anger is the closest thing to to murder. To murder. It's on the road to murder. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. And if we're murdering, but I tell you, anyone who's angry will be subject to judgment. Mm -hmm. It's the same consequence. Super sobering. It's really Mm -hmm. uh, sobering, Mm -hmm. and it's a. It seems to me that for Christ, it's a huge part of who we are as disciples. In in the the under the banner of how we think of others, how we how we treat others is a is a huge deal. That's why I think victims' ministry is so important for the church to be doing. we calling victims to let go of the anger and trust in Christ. It's a really difficult thing to let go of anger and to trust in Christ. Because if you've been victimized, your anger is justified. Mm-hmm. But how are we going to handle that? And then how do we vent it? Helping them vent their anger appropriately. Remember, uh, to let go of our anger is not to... Uh, give permission right. to the victimization or the, vic- the victimizer. It's, it's to actually to say, my anger's justified and I'm going to vent it in a healthy fashion. Yeah. Like I have, in some of the counseling I've done, meaning when I was seeing a counselor personally, I've written the letters you know, to the person that hurt me. And I didn't send the letter, you tear it up or you burn it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's therapeutic work yeah. to give voice to what you did to me isn't right. It wasn't right. It wasn't called for. I didn't deserve that. Uh, but I'm releasing, I'm trusting God will adjudicate between us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it fair to say something like uh, anger is, is a road, not a destination? Well, I like that, yeah. And I'm just trying to deep thoughts. <laughs> I just hope this whole time, I mean, we're kind of walking this line of like, you know, anger um, leading to what we just talked to about. Murder. Right. Yeah. And then, but then also anger as a exploring it and mm-hmm. figuring out. It's like, we're kind of walking this line. All right. Uh, is that it? 
One no, more. we got one more. One more. Uh, how do I know if I have an anger problem? <laughs> Some more specifics. <laughs> we did that. I mean, it's kind of what we were talking about. Yeah. But Let me just run through yeah, these real these quick. These are good. Uh, you may have an anger problem. Uh, if you can't disagree without raising your voice, so in a dialogue, um, you may have an anger problem. You may just be a really passionate person, but it may be an anger problem. Or if disagreement on a topic often causes you to withdraw. Like if, if, if disagreement's like, well, then we can't be friends or, or we can't talk about this. It, your family, a family may have anger issues if there are a bunch of subjects off limits. Have y'all had those you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving gatherings where we can't talk about certain stuff? We may have some anger issues in the family. Uh, you may have an anger problem if you often feel agitated and anxious when discussing a, discussing a topic. Or the group may have an anger problem. Um, you know, we really want to be a church that can discuss hard issues. Uh, that means we have to be at ease we, with each other and in, in, in the expression of our feelings. Uh, you may have an anger problem if disagreement is always put in a win-lose economy. If, there's, if in every disagreement, someone's got to come out the winner and someone the loser, you may have an anger problem. And if you keep a score. Yeah, scorekeepers. Ongoing. Yeah. yeah. Probably have, could have it. Um, if you have a desire to get even, if there's a get even mentality or to be proven right mentality, um, if you withdraw, you may have an anger problem. If you're the person that won't engage, um, or if you hold a grudge, if I remember how this person treated me or that person. I, if you're wondering if you have an anger problem, you ought to ask your family and friends. It's been my experience that our family and friends have, have often tried to point out when we have anger problems. Um, the person that needs anger management, you know, has probably heard from people that love him or her that, hey, you seem angry all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. Do people feel caught off guard by your expressions of emotion? Mm -hmm. You may have, you know, if people around you are often saying, gosh, I didn't see that coming, wow, then you may have an anger problem. Here's one that is telltale for me. If you cycle through guilt and shame after expressing yourself, what do you mean by that? Well, if if you if you are the if you're having if you're revisiting a lot if you're experiencing a lot of guilt and shame, each time you go to express yourself, you may have a lot of anger. So the, people that have anger issues, they explode and then they they apologize. Explode, apologize. Well, that cycle is is I try to express my emotion, then I feel shame mm. for how I expressed it. So if there's a cycle of explosion, apology, explosion, then you probably, you've got a bad cycle going on and you need to, you need to figure out how to, you need to explore your anger, what's causing it, and then learn to vent it in productive ways. What's interesting is it occurs to me that I was thinking of all of these with someone who is too angry, like expresses too much. And at the same time, the converse is true of almost, of all of this. Yeah, if you, if you never, if you you might have an anger problem in that you don't ever express it, or you, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. it's it's uh, your problem with the emotion of anger isn't just that it's always explosive. Yeah, there's two poles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah. There's the exploder, the Hulk. Right. But then there's the turtler. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. 
Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. I would add here, if you're depressed, you might do some work around, do I have anger I haven't acknowledged? Or for men, addictions and anger are hyperlinked. Mm. Because when you feel like you're invalid feelings, if you've repressed anger, what you've told yourself is, my feelings don't matter. And then you go to look for an addiction to, to give you feelings and to care for you. And it just leaves you entangled, obviously, in sin. But for men in particular, unaddressed anger is a huge force in addictions. What do you, what do you think is the, pri- if anger is a secondary emotion, what do you think is the primary emotion in road range anger? Road range. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, like, yeah. people just, like, real road rage or just, like, every day, like, we all have a little bit of, like, yeah. these people are idiots. How are they even getting behind the wheel? I mean, that, <laughs> no, the, the in-between, the, like, you're actually, like, well, I can't believe I, yeah. you, know, you don't get out of the car. And, right. You know, right. Not right. that level, but right. not the, oh, my gosh, that guy's an idiot either. Right. Like, I'm talking about the middle where you actually where physically saluting, get upset. You're saluting people. You may salute somebody. <laughs> like, and it's like the dude just like cut you off. It's not the end of the world. Like, well, but I do but th- a I've lot had, of us just get, th- it's furious, just losing. Right, right. Just like out of a, nowhere. A lot of people do. Out of nowhere. <laughs> I think that a lot of us live on boil. And we need to address our anger. A lot of us are fed up. But it's amazing that some people maybe don't. But it's as soon so as they get in the car, they do. It's I a, don't know. Dude, it's a weird thing with cars. It, it is. It's, it's a weird thing. thing. I think a big part of it is it's, it feels disrespected. And so people hate feeling disrespected. Right. right. And like anybody, my rights. My anybody rights. can disrespect anybody in a car. Right. You know what I mean? And there's like, not a lot you can do about it. And there's not a lot you can do about it. And so people just lose it. <laughs> so, so is the first... They're like the calmest, nicest people you've ever seen. <laughs> totally. Just losing totally. it on the road. Like, totally. oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. So the first emotion of road rage is... Yeah, I think it's... I think when somebody cuts you off, I think you people just feel, think, I would, you know, look at what they did to me. Right. They right, disrespected right. me and... Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. That's all the questions we have for you today. But if you have any further questions, comments, or concerns, don't hesitate. Text next level podcast 630-474-6164. Our podcast is dedicated to answering listener questions on two levels, answering specific questions about last Sunday's sermon, and also general questions regarding broader topics within the Christian faith. We love God and believe that scripture is a primary means for our getting to know him. And our hope is that this podcast extends the learning opportunity for for all who want to know God better, strengthening not only your faith, but my faith and our faith together. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in to the next level. Boom. Prophecy.